Hey, what's up? This is Kyle Shep from The Sword, and you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to episode 74. 74. Of Epitome of Stupidity. Of Epitome of Stupidity. Brian. The sparsest metal podcast <laughs> ever there was. Ever there be. I am Clint. I am Brian. He is Brian. I got, the... my, I got my sexy voice on again. It's like the second or third episode I've oh, done. Oh, Brian, you've always deep, got a sexy voice. My deep, sickly, sickly tone. Yeah. People don't listen to us to hear what we have to say or who we're talking to. Like... I'll shut from the sword, which is why you hear the sword in Australia's dream in the background. Like that ever happened. Twice. They just want to hear your voice. It's been confirmed to me more than once. Um, what's in the background? Australia's dream. The sword. I just said You just it. said that? I did. I'm already not listening to you. <laughs> reading, reading my just notes. Just like that. We are back on track. All right. Speaking of what I'm not listening to, what are you listening oh, to? What are you not listening to? Um, I, on my way over here, I had dry kill logic playing about as loud as I could get it, and uh, hopefully there's more on that soon. Um, I've uh, I've been taken with that. Oh, son of a bitch! I had that written down here before. Anyways, um, I, I I really like that in minor thing that you said you didn't like the new mm-hmm. fill thing. Uh, and then if I want my fill, I'm going other places. I, it's all right to have something different. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to him for that though. Okay. Uh, I, I and then uh, our boys whores dropped that. Sabbath cover, and uh, I may have listened to that 66 times in a row. They're kind of immune to the don't touch a fucking Sabbath song hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you you kidding me? Um, No. (laughs) And uh, here lately, I've been on a big blind melon kick, specifically the album Soup. I've listened to that album six times in the past two days. Is that the only album? No. It's the underrated album. It's It's not the one with Rain on it? It's the one after that. It's the one that nobody knows and is better. Of course. I Just know. like a hipster. Just like a fucking hipster. It's the one no one listens to, and it's better. Jesus Christ. The, the look you gave me as you were saying that. True dis- disgust. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what are you listening to there, Brian? It says here it's a lot of... Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish. That's what Clint put down there for me. I like Hootie and the Blowfish. My favorite part are the blowfish, but who's okay too? Oh, all right. Um, only want to be with you. It's a classic. You don't have to say holding, that while we're recording. holding my hand. Oh, I you're talking about the song. Yeah, holding my hand. Um, don't let or let her cry. That's a that's a you know that's a memorable. I memorable I song. almost started singing that, yeah. but then I remembered you don't feel good, and I figured I, I wouldn't <laughs> make you feel better this fast. It's, yeah, so I I don't feel good, but and I don't I haven't. When you're sick, you probably lay, lay around and listen to the music. Uh, no. You don't know. When I'm sick, I don't, I do everything I normally do. Yeah. You know what makes me feel better every time? And I hope you cut this out. You know what makes me feel better whenever I actually am feeling a little bit bad? What? A full fucking workout and a run. 
I tried. I used to do that in the past. And then half of the gym would be empty two days later because I got them all sick. <laughs> well, I don't do my shit at the gym. <laughs> but, yeah, no, every I time. I used to do that. Cold sweats in the gym, working out and all that shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But with COVID stuff, I've been sure being a little yeah, more. Because yeah, yeah. my biggest initial onset was a massive sore throat. So I was like, I couldn't go to work. Anyways, where are we going? I don't fuck it. <laughs> I'm not really fucking listening to one thing or another right now. I hate this fucking segment every time because I have a terrible memory. So let's segue into our dudes at Brimminghorn. The code still works. A pit mead. They're probably they're probably the reason I can't remember anything. They well, I know I've got a couple of nights that are blank in my head because of mm-hmm. their deliciousness. And by the way, I'm putting in another order here soon. Let me know if you want something. I'm going to use the code a pit mead. E P I T O M E A D. At BrimminghornMeadery.com for 10% off your order. It is delicious. I fucking guarantee it. And if you don't like it, send it to me. I will finish it for you. We should write them a jingle. Okay. Okay. Write that down. But, uh, written. I write really fast. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, now, now what do we do? Now we I do. I forget how this works. Now we do the fake phone call. Uh, and I've got a message sitting here from Kyle Shutt that says. The bit that only you think is funny. Uh, you know what? That's it's like it's not like this is the only one that only thing I think is funny. All right, so we're gonna call Kyle Shut again because you know you come on our show once, you're our friend. You come on twice, you're our best friend. So we're gonna call our best friend Kyle Shut, like our best friend Brian Ewing. Yes. Ring. Look at that. He answered. We're two for two on calls with Kyle Shut. Kyle. How are you this fine, uh, what the hell is today? Thursday. What's happening? I'm doing great. Where are you Thank at? Thank so much for having me. Where are you at right now? I am in Austin, Texas, or what used to be known as Austin, Texas. Uh, it's a known. little weird <laughs> now. <laughs> the artist previously uh, known as? Yeah. yeah, clubs are closing on a weekly basis. Uh, it is, I, I can, I don't know. Look, look man, it, people have been saying for years, like, you know, Oh, Austin's over. Oh, it's not what it used to be. Blah blah blah. But I mean, for real now, it is not what it used to be. Um, uh, I mean, every legendary club, with very few exceptions, has closed its doors forever. Oh. Um, I don't know how the hell we're gonna get out of this mess. Uh, <laughs> the city's not really doing a whole lot for uh, the people that made the city what it was. So I'm not pointing fingers. I know everybody's in the same boat. It's just um, it's cutthroat these days out here, man. Like I mean. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Austin before, but um, every cool club or store or venue or anything like that, they're all gone, man. Um, I don't, is I don't that, know what the hell we're gonna do. Is that I since was, COVID? Uh, it was. It's funny that like the way Corona hit and everything. I was actually, um, I was managing a bar. I was getting ready to open my own establishment. Um, I, I had investors lined up, ready to cut checks. Uh, we even had realtors uh, scouting locations in February. And then the fucking bottom fell out, dude, oh. of everything. And, uh, I mean, in a way, I guess I'm lucky because I didn't spend, like, a shitload of somebody else's money. <laughs> 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 only only to, to have to back out. But um, so many people, I don't mean to laugh, so many people are hurting right now. It, it's just ridiculous. I, uh, I'm, I'm a really lucky man. I shouldn't complain. But, uh, but it sucks watching the city that you spent 20 years in just dry up, you know. I think it's one how, of those, how is it where you guys are? Uh, it's 
Same. Yeah, it's not a lot of. There's not a lot of good news to report any damn where. It there, like there's that. some shows, some local shows and stuff are going on. We actually had some opportunity to do some gigs that we couldn't make work, but yeah, nothing, nothing to really report. You know, that isn't just some local people like us getting together and to you know the closest 15, 20 friends. Right. But and to to be fair, totally. These are these are called socially distant shows, but any shows we would have played before We're only already had fucking yeah. six people. So it's not like it was. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, oh, you're too modest. Somebody was, I, I think Vanilla Ice tried to play a show in Austin uh, <laughs> around the 4th of July. And without, I, I guess uh, nobody told him that shit's fucked here. And um, yeah, the, the, there was this massive amount of blowback. I just, it, it was crazy. So he, he canceled. So sorry, Ice. That's how you know I the shit's the, hit, the, hit the fan yeah. when Ice is canceling. Right. Shows. It, uh, I know, if I, I could remember any line from that song, I would repeat it right now and try to make fun of it, but I can't. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll move over that real quick. All right, so Kyle shot of the sword of Doom Side of the Moon, the solo and his solo album. How are you handling quarantine life? What's what, are there any positives? What you know, we all we've already kind of been through some of the negatives. Just kind of an overall thirty thousand foot view of how things are going. Yeah, you know, um, it, it, the quarantine hit at a weird time. Like I said, like the bar I was managing really, really needed uh, South by Southwest to to get out of the slow season and, and to ramp us up for the summer. And um, the, that bar is no longer, uh, unfortunately. Uh, once South by was kind of the first thing to get canceled, so uh, I found myself uh, kind of twiddling my thumbs, waiting for um, this the, the Primus tour that we had. Um, got asked to participate in i was like well you know it sucks that i don't have a job but at least you know the sword's back and we've got an anthology coming out i've got some like rad tours coming up and everything and then then i just started watching all the tours uh just drop like flies right. and i just I, I knew it was a matter of time before primus pulled the plug on that one it's, it's been postponed until next year but honestly man like i'm i'm just trying to live day by day right now and i, I don't even i don't even want to think about that um yeah, if it happens great if it doesn't i'm Something will happen someday. I don't know. But, you know, so so literally, like, I had, I knew I was going to have no tours. <laughs> I had no job. I was sitting around the house. I just had a, a box of solo albums that were not selling themselves. I wish they did, but they just don't, you know. And um, so I, I had a Sharpie, and I just took four of them, and I, I drew the, the kiss makeup on my face. Because I don't know if you've seen the, my solo album, but it's just a velvet painting of my face. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I just started, yeah, I just started clowning myself. And uh, literally, I did an ICP one. And stuff, and um, I just put them online. I was like, "Hey, does anybody want these?" You know, and um, they they sold. So uh, I took that money and I went to Jerry's Artorama here in Austin, which is my favorite local art store. Everybody, please go support them if you can. I don't want them to close too. Uh, and um, I, I bought some real deal paint supplies, and I just started going crazy on my solo album covers. And uh, I just I called it my my solo album variant cover series uh, so that you, people could call in and buy, get, get, you know, me as Wolverine or Buzz Lightyear or and people got some weird ones too, like Larry David or Andy Warhol. You know what I mean? It was just like anything you want. I, I, I don't like to say no. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a yes man, but in a good way. Yeah. You know, I, I will do, I mean, I'm an entertainer at, at heart, you know? And so I just like making people laugh and smile and, and just have a good time and forget about the worries and cares and shit. So I just, you know, I'll, I'll paint myself as Ronald McDonald if, if it'll make you smile and, and make your day better and shit. I mean, you know, it's not not every request was my favorite, but that's the thing is I just don't say no unless it was unless it was something like hateful or fucking stupid or whatever. I wouldn't do it, but right. um, you know, 
um, I did Wonder Woman, uh, Dolly Parton. I mean, I, I did like 130 something. Of them. Oh wow! Jesus. Uh, I, I basically, I basically did one every day for almost five months. I, I, I would take a day off here and there. And um, you actually but, draw uh, all yeah, these, right? I, I did what? You actually draw all of these, right? Yeah, all hand painted. Yeah, yeah, from the ground up. And um, I, uh, <laughs> I never painted before. It was just, I don't know. It was just one of those serendipitous <laughs> things where I was like. I can't play shows. I can't do this. I can't do anything I, I, that I do. So I need to find something else. You know, it's uh, hustlers. They uh, they don't complain. They find a way. You know, and I've, <laughs> I've, I've been a hustler for a long time. So I, I found a way. But anyway, I um I found myself looking back on the years uh, that I spent in the van or a plane or a train or a bus or a boat or whatever. You know, touring around the world. And um, I just I don't know. I I. I I learned so much and the sword had such a unique experience. You know, we, we were the last band to, to experience a lot of the things that, that bands just aren't going to get to experience anymore. Like we, we had our, you know, our video on MTV. We got to do a massive world tour with Metallica. Uh, you know, we, we were able to make a living as musicians uh, for over 10 years. Um, just, just that alone, you know, it, it's just something that's super difficult. You know, that was, that was pre, pre-smartphone, pre-internet, pre-everything, you know, pre-streaming and stuff yeah. like that. So to, trying to cut it in this post-streaming environment and uh, be an artist full-time and, and everything, it's just such a different, crazy struggle. And I've been through so many ups and downs and and, and downs and downs <laughs> <laughs> that, that uh, I don't know, I just, I felt like I had a book in me, you know? And um, I, I had come up with the idea to write a book called Written in Stone uh, at some point in my life uh, when I had a much more... Uh, I guess, well-rounded story to tell, but uh, I don't know, something about the idea of writing the book right now, just me reminiscing on all that and just thinking about the perspectives that I had. Um, it just felt like the right time to do it. And so I put together a Kickstarter campaign uh, to try to fund this book. And um, it's, I know some people might think like, you don't need to kickstart a book, you just write it, you know? And, and it's, I don't want to write your average book. I don't want to write your average rock and roll memoir where I just sit down and type out my life story. I want it to be an all-encompassing sort of dissection of the music industry and, and what it means to be an artist full time and uh, what it takes to, to just, a lot of people think you just hop in a van and go on tour and there's so much more uh, to it than that. And uh, I just, I want to take, take all of that and just put it through the lens of my experience and, uh, and, and tell a story in, in a real mixed media kind of way, like through a series of interviews where I interview all the old crew members that we took out with us and see how many uh, bands that we toured with that I could get to interview about just their perspective on that too. And just inc include uh, just uh, something that's greater than just my story by the end of it, that, that will benefit anybody's walk of life. You know, I'm, I'm an avid reader and I really wanted to write something that's akin to like Henry Miller's um, Tropic of Cancer or... <laughs> Lenny Bruce, uh, his book, How to Talk Dirty and Influence I People. just you know, got where, that the uh, other day. These... Oh, man. Oh, it's fantastic. Have you read it yet? I just started it. That's just a weird it's, it's segue. So you know, it's it's the only book I've ever read where at the end of it, usually when you read a good book, you get to the last page and it's maybe it's a letdown. Maybe the book's already climaxed and they're just kind of letting you down easy or something like that. I really don't enjoy finishing books. I think Truman Capote said um, finishing a book is finishing your favorite book is like taking your kid out in the backyard and shooting them. It <laughs> <laughs> got uh, dark but quick. Lenny Bruce's book, it ends on a, on such a high note. I don't want to ruin anything for you, but the, the very last sentence of it, I, I, I walked away from that book just feeling full of life and super inspired. 
And uh, I, I want to try to capture something like that uh, with my book. So anybody out there that's listening, if you want to have a really unique uh, take on the rock and roll memoir genre, please back my book. Uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can find a link to it uh, anywhere. I'm, I'm not going to spell the whole thing out for you. It's a very long <laughs> yeah, email it's a or, uh, web address. But it's, uh, yeah, it's called Written in Stone, and it's on Kickstarter. You can find it on my Instagram page at Kyle Shutt. And um, has it been started? And that's 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 my current project. That's you know, I mean, I know some people might be like, "Why are you writing a book? Just write another album." You know, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's in the works. I'm always writing music and stuff. It's just uh, this project just really spoke to me right now, and I'm I'm hoping that it speaks to a lot of people. And uh, I know some people might think you're like, "Why are you kickstarting a book? Like, you just just write the book." And um, and that's true. It's just that I I, I didn't want to put all this together if nobody wanted to read it. Pretty much, I didn't want to waste, you know, a year or more of my life crafting this thing to to little to no reception. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love, I love you, fifty people out there. If you wanted to read it, but it's just, you know, it, it, it just, it's just a big project, and um, I, I chose Kickstarter just to see if uh, people had the faith and if there was the desire for the book. And uh, if there is, then I'm going to knock it out of the park. It's going to be super fun. We're over halfway funded right now. But there's there's still quite a ways to go, and uh, we got ten days left. So uh, I'm hustling. That's what I do. Have you have you put any pen to paper at all yet? Have you started page one? No, no. I'm not writing one word unless we get funded. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have like a sketch. I have a sketchbook of you know an outline that okay. I would like to include. And every time I get an idea of something that I remember, I, I try to put it down. But that's also why I wanted to um, to interview people because and, and and I should say that this is not by any means the story of the sword as told by me or whatever. There's, there's, I was in the sword for, you know, 15 plus years. So of course there's going to be a lot of that in there, but um, it's, it's by no means like the official sword biography or anything like that. Um, I, it's just, everything is going to be a hundred percent from my perspective. And, um, and I smoked a lot of weed over the years. So I, I want to get the story straight. So I'm going to talk to a lot of my friends and, and, and crew members and stuff, just to make sure that I'm, you know, telling a, a, a well-rounded um uh, retelling of the events that occurred, uh, because I just think there's a lot of knowledge in there that could be applied to any walk of life, not just, um, the, the, uh, a touring musician. Well, Clint wrote this down and he really wants to know, this is actually wrote down how yeah. high you will be <laughs> when you write this book. It is in our notes. So I had to ask it. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to 10, uh, one to Willie Nelson on the day. I, I usually, uh, yeah, right. I, um, uh, I, I kind of have to be, I suppose. But um, I, I, I usually like to, I don't know, I, I have kids now and stuff like that. It's really difficult for me to just wake and bake all the time <laughs> like I used to. Uh, Little life but, blockers, uh, kids. It, usually night, the nighttime is the right time uh, <laughs> for, for me to get going. Usually once the kids are in bed, that's when my work day starts. So that's when I crack a beer and get a bowl going and just uh, kind of tear into whatever art I'm doing right now. I'm getting a... I'm getting a surprise EP together to release pretty soon. Ooh. We'll talk about you know that once uh, once it drops. I don't want to say too much, but there's there's a lot of music in the works. You know, uh, for people that think that I'm uh, just trying to write a book right now, I'm I'm doing a lot more uh, than that. I'm I'm sort of back to being a full time artist, so it's nice. I mean, I enjoyed working in the hospitality industry. You know, trying to open my own establishment, but you know that that's that's not going to happen yeah. anymore. So it's, uh, it's nice to be able to just dedicate my, my time back to, uh, to art full time, but it's not free, you know? And, uh, it's, I, I know times are tough and they're probably going to get tougher, honestly, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm asking for a fair amount of money just because it, it costs money to print books and, uh, to take the time to dedicate to, to, to writing it, 
you know, so I can actually get this done much faster uh, than if I would have to, you know, uh, just uh, try to hustle doing something else and then just piecemeal the book together over the years. But um, I, I, I love doing promo. I love having fun, like posting just silly parodies of myself and just making people laugh and stuff. So that's why I like Kickstarter, too, is because it's, it's sort of its own PR machine. You just sort of like it's like this 30 day TV show that you get to tune into. And you don't even have to pay money. You can just like watch me, you know, roast uh, while I try to get this thing funded. And uh, <laughs> hopefully by the end of it, everyone will have been entertained enough to at least kick in five bucks. Yeah, yeah it's like you can, you can put it as little as five dollars if you want. Um, and all the way up to uh, $2,000, which somebody bought my amp. I put my famous red one-knob Big Crunch amp up there, almost as a dare. Uh, I didn't want to sell it, honestly. I love that amp. But uh, I, I put it up there because I really want to get this book funded. And uh, somebody bought it. Dang it. <laughs> Dang what? it. That's, uh... I got to give it away. <laughs> but I told him, uh, whoever bought it, I said, I'm going to put you in the, the thanks list. Uh, of the book so that I remember your name when I try to buy this Track thing back from you in 20 yeah. years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's do, let's do a real quick catch up from the last time we talked. Last time we talked was obviously about your solo album that you did. And you took that thing yeah. uh, out on tour, which was probably the last little bit you were uh, doing. You last show you probably played live was a, a solo shut show. It was, um, I'm trying to think. I, I How'd, how'd the album as a whole do for you? How did, how was the reception for that? Did that come off pretty good? It was fine. I mean, like, it, it's a different environment than than it was when I first started playing music. You know what I mean? So it's it, trying to actually sell someone a record these days is a, a feat. That's kind of why I wanted yeah. to open a bar. It's because I was drinking a beer thinking, like, man, people cannot buy enough of these fucking things. <laughs> you know, but trying to sell one CD is, like, you know, you know, it's, it's crazy. So uh, that, that's how I went down that route. But anyway, it's it, I had a lot of fun doing it. I, it wasn't for everyone, you know what I mean? Like, it's the people that thought it was going to be the sword part, too, they were probably right. really disappointed. But, right. you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a punk rocker at heart, and um, this is my... I, I love funky dance music. I love punk. <laughs> I love rock and roll. I love heavy metal. I just try to to melt all that in a pot and just put my name on it. And uh, that was my, uh, yeah, my, my first outing just kind of by myself uh, in a studio is making a record by yourself. is tough, man. It's uh, you know, really? usually, you know, you get in there, you do some guitars, you go do some bong hits, you come back and do a couple overdubs, go do some more bong hits. And uh, yeah, by myself in there, it was like, all right, let's do the drums. Okay. Is that done? Okay, cool. Let's go do some bass. Okay. Is that done? All right, let's do some guitars. I guess I should sing now, huh? Yeah. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. You know? And so it's just like, all day every day for two weeks i spent yeah making that record so it was it was a lot of work that went into it and um putting the band together was super fun i i uh called up my best friends and just got them on board to uh yeah take the thing on the road um electric six it's one of my favorite bands they um they invited me out to support their bride of the devil tour uh, which was a blast. They let me come on stage with them uh, a few nights and, and play some of their songs. And uh, it was just, it, it was great, man. Just, uh, I mean, I didn't make any money, but it was just, it, it brought me back to my roots of just hopping in a van with four dudes, no crew, just, you know, uh, playing weird bars and places that aren't even venues and stuff like that. Just booking my own tours and uh, just really, like I said, going back to my roots. Uh, back when I was 15 years old playing in ska punk bands and stuff, it just, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I did it. And the last show I played was the biggest one. It was uh, in October, I guess about a year ago. It was the Exit 111 Festival. Oh, in Tennessee. Uh, that there. happened uh, in, in Manchester, Tennessee. And uh, it was a great show. It was it was so good that I was like, okay, that's going to be the last one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
you got to end on a high note. Yeah. And um, so, I, like, you know, I, I came back to Austin after that and uh, started working at a bar. And within 30 days, I was managing it. And so it was uh, it was it was a funny crash course in, in uh, learning how to run an establishment like that. I had worked in, in breweries before, but never a full bar. So that was a, a different game. But you know, it was a good time. And uh, yeah, ever since then, I was I've just been kind of slowly putting together album number two and just finding out how I'm going to approach that one. I think I'm going to um, invite some friends to play on this one. I don't think I'm going to do it all by myself. Uh, I might even have some guest singers, you know, Ooh. and just make it more of a, a collaborative effort. Kind of like, a, what was that band that Dave Grohl did? Uh, Probot. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probot. Yeah. Something like that, where it was, uh, you know, I'm not the only yeah. focus of the whole thing. It's just more of a fun collaborative effort. But, um, but that's kind of what's cooking right now. I started a band with my daughter, or I guess we, we started writing songs together. And uh, we, have, we have a couple of singles that I'm going to be dropping pretty soon and a video. So that'll be fun to, to look out for. So I've definitely got music uh, cooking up in the background. But yeah, for the time being, I just really wanted to get this book uh, idea off the ground just because I had so much faith in it. And uh, it's, the response to it so far has been great. And uh, they just uh, just got a little more ways to go to get this thing funded. Yeah, and, and uh, I fully intend to put. Uh, I I was looking through the list of things there on the on the fun page the other day, and uh, I've got my eye on a couple things. Um, just to be clear, I was never going to be in the running for the two thousand dollar amp. Um, so <laughs> that guy can have it. It's a tall, it's a tall order. I get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm honestly looking forward to 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 reading it and it's been fun seeing your you know you do the whole variant cover thing again but now with the books where you're putting yourself in all these books <laughs> and uh, i mean let's not forget the, uh, the lord of the rings one today i did did the lord of the strings uh, today that was <laughs> don't, five, don't forget that I, I put your face on jim morrison's head or body or whatever for the oh, doors that was, you? That's right. <laughs> that was me that's right <laughs> but anyway how many of these i, I the uh, i'm a reading nerd too so uh, I I see you posting Paul Tremblay books and Stephen King shit, and I can't help but wonder, you know, how many of these do you actually read? That sounds like a oh, dickhead oh, question oh, when many, I say it out loud many, like that. Many, many of them. Uh, yeah, there's only a few that I haven't. Um, my, my friend Austin Buchanan, uh, who I, you can find him uh, probably through my profile somehow uh, on Instagram, uh, Austin the Beard Buchanan. Uh, he's my graphic artist that does all my work for him. I, I couldn't do what I do without him. Nobody does anything alone. I'm, I'm even my solo album by myself. I had Stuart Sykes behind the uh, the soundboard, uh, just killing it for me. You know what I mean? So, like I said, it's uh, nobody does anything alone. Uh, but uh, Austin helps me out with all these things. He did a bunch. Uh, some of the books that I haven't read, but most of them I have. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the another one that cracked me up. The, uh, the yeah, the, Paul Chimbley. Also, we're we're not close friends or anything but we're buds and um he uh he let me use a couple of his books the kyle at the end of the world yeah and uh, a head full of kyle i think kyle and, uh, at the my, end of the world was one, one of the sorry I, I think kyle at the end of the world was one of the first ones you actually did wasn't it i, th I think so yeah the, we we have all this stuff done before the project launches so i just kind of like trickle them out oh gotcha, day, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, just just so i don't have to play catch up because I, I learned that lesson with the solo album kickstarter <laughs> um but yeah, we, uh, and then, you know, that way we can focus on things that need attention as they go along, like, uh, you know, advertising the, the autograph skate deck that went really fast or, wow. or the, the one knob amp and, and things like that. So it's a, it's a machine. It's a full-time job running a Kickstarter because it's, when you, when you have a Kickstarter, it's almost like three jobs. Like you have the pre-production phase, 
and then you have the campaign. And then once it's finally funded, you've done so much work. And now it's like, okay, now the real work begins. Now I got to actually write the book and, and do all this stuff. So it's a, it's, it's an interesting way to create. Uh, I happen to really enjoy it. Um, I don't know that I'll do another one anytime soon. <laughs> it is an, it is an emotional roller coaster, uh, but uh, it takes a lot out of you uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how it, turns out i'm I'm certainly gonna grind until the very last second uh either way whether it gets funded or not so assuming you know and i assume it will end up funded and, and you know assuming so is there any is there any trepidation or is there a hard deadline for this and if so is there any trepidation about having a hard deadline for something like this um well it's, it's the thing about it getting funded is that i will be able to afford to dedicate time to it you know it'll it'll be my job to write the book uh for the time being and so that is going to help immensely and uh, also i've given myself a year uh, to complete the project um any anybody's rewards that they get it's not like the amp, the guy that bought the amp you're not gonna have to wait a year to get that i'll, I'll send all that stuff out asap but um the, the book itself uh is going to take uh, you know a, an undetermined amount of time i've never written a book before but you know, I had never painted either, and uh, <laughs> grind it up. So and that turned I, I out. I feel right. like I could. Yeah, I feel like I could knock this book out of the park, uh, if given given the the funding and the just uh, adequate time. Well, man, to sit down and do it. I, I can't wait to to call up all my old friends and interview them for this book. It's going to be so much fun. It, it sounds like it, and uh, you're you're obviously really stoked about it. And I, I mean, I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, that's for damn sure. Um, Hell yeah. The uh, I guess to, oh yeah, there was one more thing I wanted to do here. I think I'm going to write a graphic novel about Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, like everything from his perspective, Yeah. just so that you can do a variant cover of Shredder, because that seems too easy to not have. You know, we'll make like a graphic novel about did. Shredder where he's like a good ass dude that just wants to help, you know, rid the New York of fucking reptiles <laughs> and rats, and then you can do, what the fuck are you talking about, Clint? I just wanted to go the shredder thing. It, <laughs> how much? How high are you, you did today? Shredder though. You did. I I, I did paint shredder. Yeah. Oh fuck! Uh, oh no! Yeah, I saw the variant cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there, we could always do super shredder. I didn't do that one. There you go. That's that's it. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> that's what you're getting. That would be even more fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was there was uh you did an interview here recently that uh as you're promoting this stuff. And the it's been brought up to me a couple times where you said something about Kurt Kirk Hammett having the best weed. I'm interested if <laughs> if he had anything to say to you about I don't know outing him about that. Is that you know I was worried. Well, I don't know. Like the, the interview that I was doing, uh, and by the way, all the sites that posted that story didn't even put my Kickstarter link in there. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks fucking for bastards, nothing, shitbags. But anyway, except except for uh, metal injection, they they rule. Um, but uh, we were just doing a podcast about life, you know, and we were, ended up talking about weed, and, and just everything came up. And it was just, it was a casual question. He was like, "What's the celebrity? Like, who's the most famous person you had that smoked you out that had the best weed?" And it just, I don't know. I, I mean, it was just like Kirk Hammett, duh. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I I didn't think that it was uh, outing him until like after the fact when I saw like how they they spun the, the story because I guess it's a fucking story, you know. And I was like, ooh, I hope he didn't get mad. Because, you know, I mean, like, you sure the guy smokes weed? Everybody fucking smokes weed. It's a goddamn guitar player in a rock band. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's not necessarily part of his image. Right. You know? So I didn't, 
I don't want to step on any toes. And Metallica is not stupid. You know what I mean? Like their, their camp read combs everything that gets said about them and whatever. So I knew if I was going to get a slap on the wrist, it was going to happen pretty quick and, and, and nothing happened. So it's, it, I'm sure it's fine. Oh, I don't know good. if he I'm even sure it's fine. fucking good. looks at the internet anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, those, those, those Metallica guys are the sweetest, most generous people in show business. And they, um, they took us all over the world when they didn't have to. They don't need an opening band. Right. You know, they could go sell out anywhere, any fucking time. And uh, they just, they're, they're music fans. They're, they like good people. They like good music. And they want to help young bands because they were a young band once. And uh, people, people love hating on Metallica, but people can get fucked, man, because, yes, the, they can. you know, it is not easy being in a band that big. And it's not easy getting a band to be that big, you know, and all kinds of people's expectations, uh, expectations and, and shit, uh, just, you know, that's what you're up against. As an artist, like, that's the, the hardest thing to do is compete with people's expectations of you, you know? And that that's, that was the Swords' uh, main issue, is just people, like, after a while, didn't know what to expect anymore from us. And I was like, well, is that, that's the Swords. Like, you never know what you're going to get, right. but you know it's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, I don't Damn know, right. uh, you know, there's everyone's got a different opinion on that, I'm sure. But uh, it, it, it just, I don't know. I love I love the good old days. I love thinking about them. And that's what we were talking about in that interview was just the good old days. And yeah, you know, Kirk had some good ass week. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> if that surprises anybody, then I don't really know. Like, right, what right, right. I mean, he's like a whatever, but, fifty year old yeah. dude who paints his fingernails. He is getting high. <laughs> he's obviously getting high. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh. Well, before... and the thing is too, like I didn't tell the whole story of that night or anything. You know, I just literally just said like he has good weed. That's mm. that's all I said. You There's know, the headline. Said, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was blowing the whistle or anything mm. or, or uh, 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 speaking out of line. Well, here's your opportunity to tell the story of the whole night. If all you want. night. I can't do that. That, <laughs> that was a wild night. Will that be in the book? I, you know what, though? I, I do tell these stories on my, when I do stand-up gigs. Um, as uh, uh, My friend J.T. Haversett, a, a hilarious comedian, he invites uh, me out to do uh, shows sometimes. He has a theme, well, he used to have a theme night uh, going on tour called Road Stories, where he would invite musicians to come out and get and do stand-up gigs and tell all their hilarious tour stories and stuff. And I did some gigs with, like, Cheetah Chrome from Dead Boys and uh, Mr. Lifto from the Jim Rose Circus. Nice. Uh, Scott Reynolds from All. I mean, uh, yeah, it was like we would just be a bunch of misfits telling our ridiculous fucking stories. And for those spoken word events, I do embellish a little bit more just because, you know, it's not being recorded for <laughs> consumption. <laughs> right. But the book is uh, the book's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really going to go there and, and, and tell some ridiculous stories and uh, not in any, any negative way or anything like that. You know, um, I, I'm not trying to write some Debbie Downer like right, tell all. Right, right. But, but it is going to have it, it is going to. Definitely dissect the ups and downs, uh, discuss, you know, the dark side of it all, too. So it's it's definitely not going to be uh, a pretty fun ride the whole way. It's, it's you know, playing music for a living uh, can get really fucking dark. And um, I, I get just as stressed out and, and, and depressed as the next person. I just try to, I try not to just let that be, to, to dominate my image, you know. And, and I try to be that bright light for people to give them hope and inspire them to, uh, to do that crazy impossible seeming thing because if you i don't know like when i just sit back and look at my life i've done some impossible shit <laughs> and uh it's just because i'm just relentless and i just don't say no and i just keep going and i don't give up and uh, i just i, I, I want to instill that that spirit in people and i think i can do it with a book 
I, buddy, with or without the book, I'm going to tell you that you're doing a hell of a job at 99.9% of that shit. Um, Thanks, man. It, uh, before we move on and touch on a couple other things, before we let you get about your Thursday, I, I, I'd be remiss to ask, uh, is there any stories or kind of teasers you want to give us for the book? Just, just hadn't started it. From yet. the book, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows what he's, he's got an idea of what he's going to put in it. Yeah, you know, it's it's nothing that I can like go in in depth in necessarily right now with just like a little conversation. But I mean, just I want I want to talk about you know what it felt like like hearing Kurt Loder like narrate <laughs> nice. our, our like MTV news piece. You know what I mean? Like I grew up like you know in a very small town, and MTV was my only like lifeline to counterculture and what was happening in the world that, you know, wasn't just like being stuck in a small town and having to get a job and just work it till you die. Um, you know, and there's, I just, I knew that if I could just get in the right place at the right time with a guitar, then I, I could do that too. And I just like, you know, I, I just didn't give up and I just kind of chased how, however I was going to be able to be in a band is, is what I would do. It's not like I would, do anything to play music for a living, like, you know, like start a wedding band or, or whatever, you know, like that. but I just mean like, you know, one, once I discovered, you know, bands, bands like Converge and uh, Pig Destroyer, and I realized that like, you don't have to be on MTV to be in a band. You can just get in a van and play fucking crazy music and just drive all over the world. And there's crazy people out there just like me that are like totally into that. And I, you know, it's and once I found the scene in Austin, um, I just felt at home, you know, and uh, and I, I want to talk about what it means to create your own scene and what it means to like, like I said, like dissect the music industry and uh, just talk about the studio, the the many different ways you can go about making an album, uh, you know, the touring itself, uh, the the crew, which is going to be a huge chapter in the book. I'm going to do a chapter called We Are the Road Crew. That is just I just interview all kinds of like crew members from our past, of course, but then uh, other crew members that we you know, got to know over the years, like people like lighting directors for huge bands, pyrotechnic uh, technicians, um, everything that goes into making a rock show happen. Uh, people, I feel like they have an idea of it, but they don't really know. They haven't heard the stories from those people's perspectives because the crew just is expected to be this silent force, you know, and I, 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 I want to break that wall down. I want to give them a chapter and let them tell their stories. And uh, like I said, it, this isn't a book about me. It's a book about all the people in my life. And uh, and I want to take all that information and just craft it into and just a really fun tale that will, you know, leave you with some real lessons learned at the end of it. Hell yeah, man! I uh, I will be contributing my money towards it. I can't wait to read it. Um, I, I appreciate that. It's uh, it it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like you know I expected fun based on you being you and knowing now that you're going to take it in a different direction with some of these other things. I, I'm looking forward to it uh, thrice as much. I will go. Whoa, thrice. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, all right. <laughs> um, I don't know thrice, though. I don't think that, I'm not going to interview that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not until we tag him in the show. Right, we'll, not until yeah. hashtag you thrice. Should, you should. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I said, before we let you go, we uh, we got to touch on the sword for a little bit before... You know, especially with the uh, the 10th anniversary of Warp Riders, and you've already touched on the uh, the Primus tour that I was, um, I particularly was no small amount of fucking insanely excited for, and 
I know. There needs too. to be some kind of fucking cure. Why do we mind him every or whatever. Time, I know. Whatever. It sucks for me, too. It. I, I, fuck, man. I can't wait for that show. Hoping it happens. And uh, it sounds like, you know, maybe reading a little in between the lines that there was more than one tour that got canceled for you guys out of this, too. Yeah, there was. <laughs> um, you can't do a... I'm going to talk about this in the book, too, but like just kind of my philosophy on touring. You can't do a big support tour without following through and doing your own headlining tour six months later. You know, and so there, yeah, there, there was going to be a significant amount of touring, uh, after that. Uh, I, I, you know, you were better off not knowing that. I just, yeah, I know, but you know, shit happens. We've got some jams coming up for you. We did little quarantine jams. None of the sword, uh, lives in the same city. So it's very difficult for us to get together, um, to do anything together. So we've just been like passing you know, files back and forth over the internet and, uh, and stuff. So we did a, a quarantine jam where we covered a T-Rex song and, um, uh, Russia's working man as a yeah. tribute to the tour that never happened. But, um, oh, yeah, because that was, I felt so bad because I'm really, we're good friends with Fu Manchu and I didn't know they recorded their own version of working man, like back in January. And like, we recorded ours in like May and dropped it in June. You know, and it was just like they they didn't drop theirs until like a, a month, or two, right, right, maybe like last last couple of weeks ago. And uh, I felt, I'm not gonna lie, I felt bad. I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> um, but it, whatever, <laughs> we used to cover that song anyway on tour. It's not like we just like pulled it out of the air, you know. So it was one of those things where when we did the uh, the Conquest of Kingdoms anthology and put all of our cover songs right. uh, on there that we had recorded over the years, uh, we realized that we never recorded Working Man, and so we we wanted to do that. For that project, but we have another one coming up. So everybody, uh, stay tuned for the next uh, sword quarantine sesh. Oh boy! Fun. Um, yeah, I, uh, I parts of me may be more excited than others about that. Put that away, Clint. That's my ears. Shut up. <laughs> it's, uh, it, that all sounds really great, man. And that conquest of kingdoms, I'm sure it went over great because it is an excellent fucking collection. Um, Thanks. The, uh, I love the name. I, I just, you know, all the things said there, me and every other Sword fan collectively say, fuck. Yeah, but. That was, a, that was a fun collection. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got little bits and bobs here with your book and your solo album and a couple mystery EPs and things with your family coming out. So no shortage of no shot. shortage of shot. I'm busy, bud. I <laughs> hustle these days. Uh, we last time we had you on, we did the album island fucking thing that everybody's asked a hundred thousand times, but we still do oh, it. Yeah. So we won't do that again. And I, I actually re-listened to that the other day, and was I, I remembered how surprised I was that you were super double fucking quick to say Prince. <laughs> oh yeah, what did I pick? Sign of the times. Yep. <laughs> what did I pick? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> But so the, the desert island thing, it, it changes every day. You know, you can ask me at any time, and I, I just depending on how, what mood I'm in, I'm going to say that. But yeah, that Sign of the Times is one of my favorite albums of all time. It, it, it made me laugh just because, yeah, anyways, we won't get back into that because, like <laughs> I said, we've already done it. But what we haven't done with you is our stupid ass rapid fire thing. So we will do that now. Do Brian's going to ask you a series of questions. I will tell you if you're fucking right or wrong. Yeah. 
And uh, yes, even if it's your opinion. <laughs> yeah, these are all personal opinion, but Clint, it's, <laughs> Clint's just that guy. So here we go. All right, coffee or tea? Coffee. All right, right. Toilet paper, under or over? Ooh, uh, uh, over, I guess, when it goes over the top. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Beatles or Stones? Uh, Velvet Underground. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the best answer so far because <laughs> right. neither is my answer. Um, Simpsons or Family Guy? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I don't want to give two smart-ass answers in a row. Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one, and this one's been on here forever. This isn't catered to you or anything. It's uh, Hammett or Hetfield. Oh, man, that's, that's... I know. That's like chocolate or vanilla, man. You got to have them both in a swirl. That's, <laughs> that's wrong. Because Hetfield's got that rhythm. You know right. what? I'll say Hetfield's lead game is just as good as Kirk's. Like, that dude can shred a solo. I don't man. think... Like, he can also blast the drums out, man. I love Kirk. I love Hetfield. I can't choose. Come I, on. I think. <laughs> I know. That's when I when I saw that on there. Like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. I think this is episode like seventy four, and every I think only one person no, has answered how one. I think only one more person. Than one. Um, beer or liquor? <laughs> this is like boobs or butts, man. Come on, you have to choose one. Okay, that's I'm the, gonna choose. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choose beer. But I love whiskey. But if I, I nothing like sipping on a cold beer. Beer. Boobs or butts is now will now be butts added to the added to the next one. Woods or ocean? <laughs> what was that? Woods or ocean? Ocean. I'm a scuba diver. Uh, yes. I, uh, hence your inlays. Hobby. And, yep. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the ocean all day. I love the forest, but yep. yeah, ocean. Glad <laughs> compose yourself. God damn it, that was hilarious. Did you know the fun fact that his inlays are diver down uh, logos? No, you didn't know? Of course oh, okay. I didn't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> um, fall or spring? Oh, yeah. Well, well the, the, in, the inlays on my signature guitar are uh, the diver down flag. Right, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I watched, I, I think I saw, that was on your interview with, uh, what's his name? I always forget his name. The Reverend guy. Ken. Ken, yes, Ken. Anyway, sorry, yeah. de- derail because I knew something. Anyways, fall or spring? Spring. I'm a spring guy. I like coming out of the winter. All right. Well, throw my jacket in the trash. No, no, <laughs> no, no. In the trash. One more before the big one. Just because you brought it up, I have to ask it now. Boobs or butts? Oh, uh, you know, like I, I'd probably say boobs, <laughs> but in reality, I'm a butt man. <laughs> so I'd probably say boobs. All right. Here's the last one. Uh, we'll stop the bleeding here. Sausage links or patties? Ooh, like like breakfast sausage? Yeah, yeah. yeah links. I, I, I like. Oh, the you came so the, close the to shooting a perfect score. <laughs> oh man, patties, pat. We're looking for patties there. I don't like the patty because they. If you get them in a shitty diner, they burn the outside. I don't. I don't like the burnt sausage taste. <laughs> I like. I like them in a link. <laughs> Kyle, uh, per fucking last time and per our expectations, you were borderline too much fun. Uh, everybody, <laughs> Same to you, man. I, I, it's always a pleasure. You guys, you know, back his Kickstarter. What's the date that they have to uh, that we have to back it? Uh, October fourth at midnight. It is the cutoff. We have ten days as of right now okay. to get it funded. So, whatever day this lands on, yeah, October fourth at midnight is the cutoff. So please. 
if you have the faith in me, I've got the faith in you. I know you can read. <laughs> I know you can read. If after that hearing this, please. you don't want to back this, you're listening to the wrong fucking podcast. Yeah. Back the fucking book. <laughs> if you don't have any money, that's I totally get it. You know, it, it's I'm not. It's, it's a tall order. It's if times you, are fucking tough. I totally understand. You know, but uh, if anything you could give would be a huge help. You know, here's the thing. Got, I know you got a rich uncle. Right. I, I know one of you knows Matthew McConaughey. Sharing, I know you do. Sharing is McCall, free. You know, it, like, <laughs> if you don't have, if you can't donate, share it on your page. There you go. If you like the sword. You like what he does, and you don't want to donate, or you can't, just share it on your page. The next person could do the same. And the next thing you know, it turns into $100, $500, $6 million. Mm, you you don't know. Matthew McConaughey probably that would donate. Nice. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you guys think. All right. No, but seriously, folks, um, I couldn't do it without people's help. I'm, I'm, the artists couldn't be who we are without fans and friends, and it's, uh, it means the world to me. That we've even made it this far, but uh, we still got a little ways to go. I know we can do it. Um, just gonna, just gotta keep grinding. Can't do it without y'all. Thank you so much, Kyle. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks again, and uh, we look forward to next time. Don't really hang up. Remember, this is any, the any, no, no, this, anytime, man. For real, thank you. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that was stupid in the best fucking way. Oh man. Um, uh, full disclosure: after we hung up with him, um. I, I did have to finish composing myself because I still wanted to laugh about boobs and butts and people just love buying those things. <laughs> it, oh, God, I can't think about it. Um, <laughs> here is, uh, here is uh, a Kyle Shot solo song that is rather appropriate. Uh, it is Ain't Going Out Tonight from his solo album. If there ever was a COVID song, COVID title to a song. Right. Uh, here it is. Check it out. Go.
Uh, obviously, back his book. I want to read these stories. I'm going to back his book. Um, I'm kind of like, I don't want to back it because then if it doesn't get funded, he gets to keep his amp. <laughs> no, he said he's sending that stuff out. Not If it don't get funded, you don't get it. No, no. He said he's sending it out immediately. As soon as it's funded. No. He said Clint, listen to me. If you don't get funded, you don't pay any money. The guy does not get the amp if the project does not go through. I promise you he said that that stuff's sent out immediately. Immediately after it's funded. Immediately is what he said. You're wrong. Okay. After it's funded. How else? So he sold his amp and then he has no book. But he still got fucking money for it. No, because what are the people that just paid 10, 20, 50 bucks? They're out money and no book. That's okay. not how it works. Maybe I, maybe I misunderstood. It gets sent out as soon as the, it's over. Either you get refunded or you get your merch that, or whatever you bought. Right. The day that it closes. I promise you that. Oh, whatever. It wouldn't <laughs> be the first time you lied to me. So, yes, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. Do I want to help him get rid of his amp? We want him to get fun. Okay, we're going with get, get rid of that fucking amp. Make we sure he gets to give up his favorite fucking amp. We want him to get fun. All right. Uh, he was obviously a lot of fun. Thanks to him for, uh, you know, giving us his fucking time and shooting shit with us again. Uh, fun the book. Fun the book. Fun the book. Link in wherever you're getting this podcast from. Uh, we are going to, since that went long, uh, kind of not surprisingly, we're going, we, we've been promising talking to, talking about playing, uh, a close the hatch song on the podcast because those dudes are fucking dope and more people should hear them. That is going to play after the outro here. Uh, the song will be Thorazine Empire off their latest release. It is, it's really good and the fact that it is so fucking good makes me twice as bummed that we didn't get to play that show with them but that's a story for our Never. book yeah <laughs> yeah mm -mm. Uh, don't fund that one no uh we're on social media we're on all the social media sites as long as all of the social media sites are um instagram facebook and twitter uh thanks continually to the brimminghorn dudes they are Fucking awesome. What about pig hose nose? Use code Epitomead with your order at Brimminghorn and get you some delicious mead to drink while you're reading Kyle Shutt's book. Pig uh, hog. Year and change from now. Pig hog cables as well. Uh, solid sponsor for us, and their cables are good. I know their cables are good because I have them, I use them, and they work. That's, I mean, what more could you want from a fucking cable? Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I've seen them. He uses them. They work. The one is orange cream. Mm. Mm. Review us on iTunes. Send us some music, preferably stuff that can be found on streaming sites. Our email is eostupidity at gmail.com. And if you haven't checked out our Sex Bat album, do that. If you haven't checked out Sex Bat, you're dead to me. Yes. Not really, but listen to it. Yeah. We like it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>